Hello and welcome to One Hit Blunders, a show where we separate the one hit wonders from the from one the hit blunders. blunders. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were waiting for it's... me to jump in on that one, so I decided to just come right in there. No, that's fine. I didn't know where I was going. I kind of was just like wandering without a map. <laughs> I am your host, Mac Asper. And I am your server, Cameron Fontaine. Yeah, um, so can we start with some onion rings for the table? Okay, yeah. And is this I would a, wait, wait, like, can, can, Is this on one check, or is this going to be multiple checks? I don't know yet. You you can <laughs> split it up later. That's fine. Sure, sure, asshole. Um, <laughs> I want a... It's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, okay. So just lot, so many booze. All of the booze. Yeah, can I get it in the blender cup? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the Mall of America today, and we didn't pass by the the Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville uh, brand restaurant and bar. Do they have one? They do have one. It's relatively new. I think it popped Mm -hmm. up in this spring. Uh, It's better than you think. You oh you've been there even I've been there I've you, been there the fries were really good uh, our server was great um, she was really good at telling us the drinks with the most booze for the least amount of money now that is a quality that you want in the server um, absolutely it, absolutely <laughs> and is, especially it's the best quality to have oh especially when you go to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville brand restaurant and bar um at like eight o'clock on a Tuesday now at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville restaurant and bar are they constantly playing Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville uh so not the song Margaritaville they were showing like a um I don't know if it was no, I think it was a specific concert video because it had oh, like boy. clips of him, like you know, out and about Chicago. Um, so I think it was like a live from Chicago DVD or something. Interesting, because uh, it had him like riding a bike through in Chicago, going to this restaurant, and eating a hot dog and stuff <laughs> like that. I uh, yeah, I not so big on theme restaurants and even less big on jimmy buffett so i i I don't know how i would feel about said restaurant i don't know how we've managed to record four episodes of a podcast if you feel that way about jimmy buffett (laughs) i uh, um i i can't i i i I can't explain it but uh i am not a fan of jimmy jimmy buffett i guess that's the best way to explain it i really only know the one song though well i just like chill island vibes i guess chill island vibes indeed well th- we're not talking about jimmy buffett's music today uh we no, just, we are not <laughs> we just happened to be talking about his restaurant for some reason oh cuz you walked and cuz i um i was in the same building i didn't even walk by oh, it okay i just think about it every time i go there <laughs> that's fair and how i want to go back but i usually don't have enough time to go to a sit town uh fast casual restaurant that is that's fair so what are we talking about today matt Ooh boy we are talking about a smash hit breakthrough hit for <laughs> 
1996, 1995, sorry, uh, <laughs> the song Counting Blue Cars by Dishwalla. Dishwalla. Am I saying that right? Uh, Dishwalla? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've, okay. I've never really heard anyone say it out loud besides, I think, um, Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said it out loud. <laughs> this is the first time. You heard it here first from my mouth. <laughs> the first time I've ever said the word dishwalla. Is it a word? <laughs> is, it, is it really? Um, actually, according to Wikipedia, oh, it is right. a... Um, The band's name comes from a Hindi term for a person providing satellite TV to a neighborhood. So, appropriation at its best. Wow. Interesting. Thanks, Dishwalla. Thank you, Dishwalla. From Santa Barbara, California. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's dive into... Or do you want to start with, with the song first? Well, yeah, let's let's start with the song, uh, the song Counting Blue Cars, off of the album Pet Your Friends mm-hmm. by Dishwalla. By Dishwalla. Um, so we texted a bit yesterday. Yes. And uh, I asked you what you thought a good song might be. And uh, you said this, and I had no idea what you were talking about. I figured that might be the um, the reaction to it, because... For a while, I knew this song, but I had no idea who sang it or like what album it came from because I just heard it on the radio all the time back mm. in the 90s. Um, so I remembered it um, just because um, somewhat recently I bought this album at uh, a Goodwill. And uh, since then, I have been kind of into dishwalla so okay yeah well i mean not not into dishwalla like i'm i'm gonna go out and buy their their newest album but i kind (laughs) of like this album but um we're just talking about the song right now but i figured that you i because i didn't when i texted you i didn't say what the song was i just said the name of the the uh, the album which was pet your friends you did and i thought (laughs) that might have been why um, you were also confused well, yeah, I searched it right away, and I'm like, okay, so this is the name of the album. It's not one of those instances where, like, the song name and the album name and the name of the band sometimes is all the same thing. Right, right. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty easy to tell that Counting Blue Cars was the uh, smash hit single. Mm-hmm. Did you remember it once you heard it? So here's a funny story. Yeah. I, I remembered it once I heard it. But I had never heard this song in full until oh, really? I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so until I listened to it for this show, I had never heard this song in full. But what I had heard it from is, um, I think it was Buzz Cuts. One of those compilation albums mm. that they would... Uh, that they would sell on like TV commercials yeah, all the time yeah. in like the early mid two thousands because they would play the like two second clip of this song yeah. where it's like Tell me how your thoughts are gone. Yeah. And 
once I heard that part of this song, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I know this song. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's I know two seconds of the song. That's really funny because I I kinda had the opposite because I heard this song a ton when I was younger because um, it was on the radio all the time and I had no idea what it was called or who it was by and then I was um, watching How I Met Your Mother a couple of years back and Ted says this thing about like we all like I was the one who told us all about those lyrics from the Dishwalla song and I was like Dishwalla I don't even know who that is so I went and like googled it and then I was like oh that's the song yeah, no, I um, I know it solely from like buzz ballads or buzz cuts or yeah. one of those alternative uh, compilation albums sold on TV. And that was pretty much it. But it was kind of cool, like um, having this very, very distinct memory from a commercial yeah. and then finally attributing it to something uh i guess more substantial i think i might remember the uh the the commercial you're talking about because i feel like another one of the songs that they do on that one is um that tonic song i forgot how that one goes but shit i just well and i, I thought it was funny because that song actually came on um because I went to watch the music video for Counting Blue Cars, and the next mm -hmm. music video they played was that tonic song. But I can't remember how it goes. Well, damn. I just ruined my great segue into talking about music videos. <laughs> well, I mean, we can segue now. Yeah. This is... Did you watch the this music video? This is like video? A, a, a star wipe. I, okay, so I didn't watch the music That's video. That's fine. You don't need to. How's the video to Counting Blue Cars? Um, well, it is so classic 90s music video. Like, it's it's just like a bunch of random imagery. And then, um, like, some very poorly lit footage of the band playing the song with close-ups on the faces of all of the people. Where like the lead yeah. singer is like half of his face is washed out by the by the lights, um, so yeah, I mean it's it's very classic '90s, um, but I just just like I have never seen the music video for this, so I think I've got to go um, and watch it. The tonic song, by the way, I just remembered is if you could only see. See, and I don't know that by name. Oh. I mean, if I... So if you could only see the way she loved okay. me, maybe you would understand. Something like that. And now I know that mm -hmm. from a Buzz Ballads yeah. commercial. That's what I'm saying. See, is I think, I think like, <laughs> in, the, in this commercial, it was, like, it was like counting blue cars and then that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And I think the I think the cranberries were in that too. Um cuz yes. like Zombie I think was on Buzz Ballads or something. Yes, Zombie of course was. And my friend Amber sang uh Zombie at karaoke last night. She killed it. Great. Yes, cuz I told her to. <laughs> she gave me a list and she's like, "I want to sing one of these songs. You pick." And I was like, "You're singing Zombie." I don't think we can do an episode on the cranberries because they have more they have than one. They have so hit. many hits. Well, they've got like three, 
But <laughs> that's more than one. Still, hit. that's more than one. That's more than yeah. one. Just like Jimmy Buffett, which is why we'll never do a, <laughs> a episode on Jimmy Buffett because he is a hit machine. He's a hit machine. He has all Margaritaville, of ham- cheeseburger in paradise, uh, fins, um, uh, volcano, pencil thin mustache, a pirate looks at forty. Uh, uh, are, are all these mm, real songs? Uh, yes. Dear Lord. Uh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, those are all songs the, off the, the, of Jimmy the Buffett. Jimmy Buffett Greatest Hits album, Songs <laughs> You Know By Heart, uh, which my dad had, uh, which is how I know like um, a fair amount of Jimmy Buffett songs, at least the hits. Um, let's Let's just go through the titles of these. Um, Cheeseburger in Paradise, He Went to Paris, Finns, Son of a Son of a Sailor, A Pirate Looks at 40, Margaritaville, Come Monday, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes, which is, it's the perfect representation of how great of a songwriter Jimmy Buffett is, (laughs) (laughs) and exactly what his aesthetic is. Um, Why Don't We Get Drunk? Pencil thin mustache, grapefruit, juicy fruit, boat drinks, and volcano. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I think at this point we've talked more about Jimmy Buffett yeah, than Dishwalla. Yeah, is Jimmy Buffett in Dishwalla? Is that what you're trying to tell me with all of this uh, Jimmy Buffett content that you're adding into this podcast? <laughs> I I really wish there was a like a like a hard um, hard reveal that. Guess what? Uh, Dishwalla did a Jimmy Buffett cover, but sadly, <laughs> no. Uh, sadly, no. Disappointing. So, anyway, on to the album "Pet Your Friends." Initial yes. thoughts from you. Initial thoughts was um, I think, and I feel like it was just generic mid nineties. And that's, it's kind of the feel I got from this was generic mid nineties, alt rock, like post grunge. Oh yeah. Um, and this is, it's uh, weird that it's post grunge because it's like 1995. Right. (laughs) But it's like, all of it is like them trying to chase, it, it, it feels like them trying to chase some of that grunge feel, but never fully wanting to commit to it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that because a lot of the grunge bands started in, like, the 80s. So they had, like, a little bit of, like, something to go off of. And mm-hmm. they, were, they mm-hmm. were riding that high up until, like, the, the grunge bubble burst in, like, 98 when, like, Soundgarden disbanded and Stum Temple Pilots wasn't really a thing anymore. And everybody just kind of went away. Um and then, like, yeah. there's bands like this that came in, and I think of stuff like, um, well, kind of like uh, like Candlebox and Tonic and those other bands that are kind of, like, trying to fill the void left by the loss of all the grunge artists. And that's what it kind of felt like to me. The album mm-hmm. as a whole is, like, this band trying to chomp a bit of the flavor of... Audio Slave, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. um, Jane's Addiction, um, especially in uh, in one of the songs, uh, which is kind of a 
I would say like more of a high note for me um, was the song Charlie Brown's Parents. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, song on the album. Because it starts off sounding super, super like a Jane's Addiction song mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um, just the like guitars in the intro. Yeah. I, um, yeah. But then lyrically... And I I want to circle back to uh, to this because we didn't talk that much about chasing blue cars. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, the lyric, the main like hook of chasing or counting blue cars. Why do I keep saying chasing? Because <laughs> maybe you, thinking, you like to chase blue cars. Maybe that's. I'm it? thinking of I'm thinking of Snow Patrol with their song chasing cars uh okay it is chasing cars i had to second guess myself i thought their song was counting cars too no that's counting crows counting crows it's my mind is just awash with word association i guess um so uh counting blue cars the main uh sort of lyrical hook is tell me all your thoughts of god uh because i'm on my way to see her or meet her something Mm -hmm. like that i think it's both it's uh, it's yeah, uh, tell me all I, your thoughts on God because I'd really like to meet her. And then the second time he says it, it's uh, tell me all your thoughts on God because I'm on my way to see her. Like sort of listening to it passively, mm-hmm. it's a really because I was uh, I was playing a lot of Destiny when <laughs> I was listening to this, and I listened to this album like three times through today, and this song maybe eight times because it was. On Spotify, it immediately went to like a, a bunch of singles yeah. of um, Counting Blue Cars, yeah. and uh, it's a it's a really great song to listen to, um, not actively, mm-hmm. passively is the word some would say, <laughs> uh, and because um, yeah, I was I was uh, listening to this while playing a lot of Destiny, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, this is this is pretty okay. And then I listened to it with intent, and I'm like, this kind of sounds like something you'd listen to at youth group. <laughs> and, like, your youth group pastor would be like, see, because, like, every, everyone's just, like, curious about God, and they just want to know. And it, it, it feels like that mid-'90s, like, trying to sound enlightened by, like, let's talk about God and like what your ideas are. Cause you know, God is a mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. The lyrics felt very similar in tone to like, what if God was one of us? And that sort of like, <laughs> well, what if God was just a person and you didn't know? And you know, would you treat them differently mm-hmm. because you don't know who they are? And it felt very like that to me. And it, it, when I was listening to it with intent, it felt really like a youth groupy um, kind of cool alternative church kind of song that they would listen to and like try to loosely associate some Bible verses with. Well, all right. So we, we covered uh, uh, Charlie Brown's parents, um, which was actually my, my highlight of, of the album um, because the, the, um, the the lyric that it always feels like I'm talking to Charlie's Brown Charlie Brown's parents just made me kind of laugh. Um, but I think the other song that I really liked was I can't remember if it was the one right before it or the one right after it. It was either Explode or Give, and I can't rem- remember which one it was. It's one that feels a little bit more like rocky, like they kind of. 
they went they went a little heavier and tried to get like a little bit more of that that kind of grunge almost like hard rock vibe out of it and i just can't remember which one that was because i didn't write it down yeah i i mean apart from counting blue cars Mm -hmm. um charlie brown's parents everything kind of like melded together for me and maybe it was the uh, the destiny. Maybe it was just that, like everything kind of sounded the same to me. Apart from that, um, that sort of mm-hmm. like uh, vague Soundgarden, Audio Slave, like alt rock kind of thing. The song "Explode" I thought was really interesting because I thought it kind of broke the mold of the, um, like you were talking about, like the the kind of generic '90s alt rock stuff. Because it was mm-hmm. a little bit heavier, and it's got it's got those heavy guitars, and um, you know it's a little bit more aggressive in the way that it approaches you know the musical side of it. Um, so I thought that one kind of stood out for me as well as Charlie Brown's parents. Um, I honestly really kind of like this album, um, but that's because I do just love generic '90s alt rock. So I mean. And that's fair. I mean, I like Jimmy Buffett, so... Yeah. (laughs) So... We all got our thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I guess um, if you want, we could move on to the um, smash the buy button corner on uh, Discogs. Before we do that, um, something we haven't mentioned, Mm -hmm. and this will be another high point, I think. uh, And speaking of, we didn't really touch on a low point. I don't think I have a distinctive low point. Um, I don't either. Some of the songs, some of the songs just felt like um, they bought a bunch of effects pedals and they were just <laughs> toying around with them because there are they go through like four or five distinct effects, mm-hmm. like the like the big fuzz and the wah wah and the like everything, um, and I think just the the only vague sort of down point i have or low point i have is them just sounding like they were just playing with all the sounds that they kind of had yeah um but another high point is uh the opener for this album pretty babies Mm -hmm. and uh the opening the one opening line to this entire album is Everything about the world is sex. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's just like so true. So true. And I, and I think that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, I do. I do like that. Um <laughs> I, I like that. I um I also don't really have a low point, like a distinct low point for the album. I think my low point would probably just be that there are some of the songs that sound a bit generic. Um, mm-hmm. And while I do like Dishwalla's style on this album, I think that maybe uh, they could have done a little bit better with like m- the music writing aspect of it. Like you said, they were kind of playing with effects and playing with sounds, but I don't think that they really nailed down a style. Um, except, I guess, probably with Counting Blue Cars, because they released this as a single, and then, you know, it kind of blew up, and they were probably like, well, that's our sound now, let's go with that one, because it pays the bills, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, that's all I, like, 
if I had to sum it up, Dishwalla based on listening to um, Pet Your Friends, I'm just like, okay, it was mid '90s alt rock. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It, like I said, it was really great when I was listening to it, not paying attention while playing Destiny. Yeah. Um, it is kind of one of those background music albums where you just yeah. Go, like, it's really great to like just put it on and chill because you're not gonna be like, I hate this song, turn it off. You're just gonna be like, yeah, it's playing in the background, sweet. Yeah, and I think I think that's where at least in my. Uh, I guess my music listening is like maybe I'll put them on as a background thing if I have something else I'm doing. If I'm going to do dishes and I have like the sink going a lot of the time mm-hmm. or if I'm playing Destiny, I'll probably put this album on again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I don't think I'm going to sit down and listen to the to this with purpose again. But uh, let's uh, stretch our fingers out. Take a little, take a little keyboard walk over to Discogs and yeah. see, see what we got here. First of all, Dishwalla. I could not find any, um, any vinyl from Dishwalla. Being a '90s band, that doesn't surprise me. That was during the time when vinyl was considered a dead medium. So. Um, what I did find was a, um, a CD maxi single that was released in Germany of Charlie Brown's parents. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So it's four tracks. Uh, there's Charlie Brown's parents, uh, the edit um, on the first side, and the, um, the, uh, the song The Other World. Then uh, song number three is The Feeder, and four is Charlie Brown's parents extended edition. So you can pick that up on discogs if you have just two dollars and 94 cents so go ahead get to discogs and uh smash that buy button uh but be warned that's coming from the netherlands and uh, (laughs) shipping is holy shit this guy needs to edit his (laughs) (laughs) like shipping and payment terms uh shipping is um 250 uh two and a half euros. So, um, so whatever like that equates to, it's about <laughs> <Roughly>. double. <laughs> yeah, because the the album itself is two forty nine euro. So that's uh, you're looking at six dollars for this uh, maxi single. I think that's a steal. <laughs> I mean, you're getting two versions of Charlie Brown's parents. The second one, uh, the extended version, is a whole minute and ten seconds longer. Yeah. So, the value's built in. Yeah. Also, I I have to point out the uh, the cover art for this single of Charlie Brown's parents, mm-hmm. where uh, let let's just go from left to right. <laughs> So you have um, guy in the left in like a uh, horizontal striped t-shirt. It's very unflattering. His haircut's very unflattering. Classic Arms 90s. crossed. Looking at lead singer like, well, you going to tell him? <laughs> uh, guy in the back behind everyone, head tilted back, eyes to the side, just like like he's scoping out a butt. Like he's seen a butt walk by and he's just looking at that. He's like, "Well, that's a cool uh, butt." <laughs> that's a cool butt. I like that cool um, butt. <laughs> then we have the lead singer 
um, who his head is slightly tilted down, so you have a very distinct shadow of the eyes, sort of greasy looking, shoulder length, uh, black hair, jet black hair, raven hair, um, sort of just staring right at you. Uh, very brooding. Not kind of threateningly. Yeah. Semi erotically. <laughs> well, the whole world is sex. Remember that? The whole world is sex. <laughs> and then you have Guy on the far right um, in a like um, very thick plaid mm-hmm. uh, shirt with a very distinct plain white t-shirt underneath, uh, sporting a Jack White haircut. Yep. Um, just kind of like looking looking up into the to the left our left yeah uh, looking up into the left just trying to trying to look kind of deep yeah it's a that's a very good uh play-by-play of this uh <laughs> this maxi single cover i thought it was worth mentioning yeah it, because it, it, it feels like it, it feels it feels like the it feels like the photographer went to them one by one and gave them very distinct instructions on how this album cover should look and what they should be doing during it. It also feels Uh, like, to me, just in one picture, a snapshot of all 90s band photos. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, 100%. That is all 90s bands summed up in one photo. (laughs) So smash that buy button, go to Discogs, get Charlie Brown's parents' maxi single from Germany, well, from the Netherlands, uh, the German sold in release. Germany. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, for all of like $6. Yeah. So, moving on to our last segment. Do yes. you think Dishwalla, because we decided last time we're talking about the band, right? We're talking about, yes, everything. We're okay. talking about the the band, the album, their output. All the stuff. Not just, yeah. Not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them as a whole, Dishwalla as a whole. Do based you think- on. One hit wonder, yeah. one hit blunder, wonder or blunder. I, th- I think they, and now that I think I've finally um, grasped our rating system after four episodes, <laughs> hey, um, we, we, we gotta find we gotta find our stride, you know. And I think we're hitting it now. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna have some. Um, some things to say after i say this okay i'm gonna say they're a blunder all right but uh counting blue cars is a good song mm-hmm. for a reason it, it was a one hit wonder for a reason um they're very good to listen to when you're not paying attention i don't think that makes a good band or a good album because yeah. I could listen to the Baja Men, <laughs> uh, which I said was a wonder. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and I think I was uh, a bit tainted by nostalgia in that one. But um, now that I'm, now that we've hit our stride, now that we know how we're rating them, I wouldn't say that a band I would l- only listen to passively is a hit. That's fair. So that's that's why I'm going to say Dishwalla, I'm sorry, is a blunder. Is it? Is this okay? So I think is this going to be the first time that we've disagreed on something? Because I'm going to say that they're a wonder. Um, 
Oh no, we've disagreed on almost everything have so we? far. Remember, okay. uh, re- remember Cutting Crew's album art? <laughs> Did you, and how and I how thought it was a, great. You thought it was great, and I thought it was the worst thing ever. That's true. Yes. No, I, I, I mean the 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 Blunder Wonder specifically. I don't know. Have we have we gone have we gone split on that yet? Mm. I've I, I have only listened to, uh, um one of them after after we recorded it so i can't quite remember I mean, it's been a long time so i've only said that um i think last time even i said that uh bahaman was a wonder oh you did I liked oh it. yeah no they i were, think i did yeah they were blunder um so yeah no maybe this isn't actually podcast history then uh but i think that they're a wonder but again i have a very um, soft spot in my heart for uh, 90s alt rock. I'm a huge fan of everything 90s alt rock, and I think these guys are kind of, in in my opinion, um, a little bit of like a hidden treasure of of 90s alt rock because I think there's some good songs on this album and some that do kind of break the mold, but maybe the album as a whole isn't like some kind of you know it's not like a like a Soundgarden album or something like that it's not something you're not going to get that kind of quality out of it but there are some songs on there that do have quality uh just in songwriting and kind of musically so for those reasons I think it's I think it's uh they're a wonder and I think that I might want to listen to more of their stuff just to see if they have any more songs like that that people just didn't really pick up on because like I legitimately really like the song Charlie Brown's Parents and the song Explode, like those two songs were really good, and uh, also I really like the song Counting Blue Cars. So overall, there's there, there's a, there's a good amount of stuff that I like on here, and while there is a, a decent amount of filler and kind of generic sounding stuff, I think that that's not necessarily like the tale of the band is that they're just generic. Yeah, that's just like your opinion yeah man. <laughs> yeah yeah no i yeah i mean that's yeah that's what i'm saying um in, in, in my opinion i think that they i think they have more to offer um but again my opinion but if you're listening to this and you don't care about my opinion i don't know why you're listening anyway because like that's all this show's about really is our opinions <laughs> same goes with my opinion to i'll also um say for the last 30 seconds uh a twitter account posted uh download codes for fate of the furious uh which i don't own and i was just trying to uh type that in really quickly to redeem that but somebody else already did so so okay so what you're saying is you weren't listening to what i was saying (laughs) only only for like 20 or 30 seconds all right (laughs) And now I don't have context, and I don't have Fate of the Furious, so... <laughs> so, that's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> yeah, who's the real loser in this one? Uh, it's me. It's you. You lost everything. It's me. <laughs> everything sorry, you had in those 30 seconds you lost. Anyway, I think it's about time to wrap this one up. Um, I think it is, too. But, you know what? We we had some laughs. We had, we had some, some good times. Good, good goofs. We talked about Jimmy Buffett for longer than we probably should have. <laughs> we maybe talked about Jimmy Buffett for longer than we talked about Dishwalla. Yeah. But I think he deserves it. Yeah. Jimmy, <laughs> here it is. Here's here's your bonus content at the end of the episode. Oh, no. Jimmy Buffett is a wonder. Oh, man.
I think Jimmy Buffett is a blunder, but we can do that one later. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett makes good fries. He makes good drinks. Also, is he, he back in the kitchen whipping one... those up? Is that is that it? does he work at a, that restaurant? Oh, you know Jimmy's undercover <laughs> bossing it. James Buffett, yeah. When he's not living that island life, which is twenty four seven. When he's not on that tour grind, which is twenty four seven. He's back in the kitchen slinging some fries and making sure his customers are happy. Is he also That's doing that 24-7? 24-7. Jimmy Buffett has a time turner, and he's just, <laughs> he's living his best life, and he is a wonder. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, we've been uh, One Hit Blunders. Uh, I'm your host, Cameron Fontaine. And I'm... Your server, uh, your other server, um, his shift ended, so I'll be taking over for the rest of the shift here. Um, did you guys want any dessert? Uh, did you want to? Um, did you want any more drinks? Should I refill that coffee for you? Actually, what I um, really want is I want to go thump a tub. Okay, yeah, I'll check in the back, see if the cooks can do that. Um, you said it. Go thump a tub. Yeah, go thump a tub.